Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, March 1st, the first day of March. My goodness, it's so exciting. In New York, we've just had a spate of uh, warm weather, which I always really think of as like the ultimate tease. I'm sure it's going to be horrible now for the next 45 days or so. But wherever you are, I hope you are enjoying yourself. I hope that you had a good February and that you are ready to take control of your financial life. How are you going to do that? You are going to go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button and let us know what's going on. Whatever issue, it could be a real estate issue. It could be a job issue. It could be an investment issue, whatever it is. And maybe it's just, am I on track? We get that question all the time and it always raises other issues. Again, all you need to do, complete the form. At the end of the forms is two little boxes. Would you be able to join us via audio, which I really encourage people to do? And would you be willing to join us via video? Not everybody's up for that, but we are getting a lot of people who are, and we appreciate that. Remember that video is part of our YouTube show, Jill on Money, powered by the compound. You can see the link to that right on our front door of our website. All right, let's do some emails. This is from Kai who writes, hi, Jill and Mark. I've been on the show previously, but I'm hoping you can confirm that I'm doing the right thing about a different issue. I love a recidivist person, writer, or a person who's been on the program. It's great. Kai says, my spouse and I both work. I am 52 and a W-2 employee. My spouse is 48 and a contractor. Together, we make about $220,000 a year. We put about 15% toward retirement annually. We have a cash cushion of about $37,000 and a household net worth of about $1.1 million. And by the way, that excludes any real estate. Okay. We live below our means and we have about $1,000 extra every month that I've been itching to invest in the market. I would do that either in my Roth IRA or a brokerage account. But here's the rub. I hear you ask callers all the time if they are responsible for other people. And in our case, the answer is yes. 
We both have aging fathers with dementia who require 24-7 care. Oh, my gosh. My father is 81 and is in an assisted living facility. His income only covers about 40% of the cost for the next few years before his savings run out. Oh, my gosh. My father-in-law is 94 and aging in place at home. He has a 24-7 caregiver. His pension covers his care, but there's still the upkeep and taxes on the home to pay annually, and his savings is dwindling. Hmm. Both make too much money to qualify for Medicaid. As much as I want to invest our extra cash, I've been funneling it all into a high-yield savings account. I know investing is for long-term growth, and I suspect one or both of the fathers will require financial assistance within the shorter term. It just feels weird not to be taking advantage of future growth. I just need confirmation that this is the right thing. Yeah, Kai, first of all, this is a very common situation these days where people are now feeling the the weight of the aging uh, upper generation, the, the, the parents who are living quite longer than anyone ever expected, oftentimes with things that require assistance. I don't think you can afford to invest this money. Um, obviously, with a 94-year-old, it's unlikely this is going to go on for so long. But I mean, the 81-year-old father, I'm somewhat concerned that that's a longer-term issue. So I, I wonder, do you have siblings who are also helping, or is it just you and your spouse? I think you really cannot afford to do anything different than what you're doing right now. That's a tough situation. I'm sorry. Hmm. Lindsay writes, love the show and your direct responses, hoping for general insight. When I first started working and could contribute to a 401k through my employer, I was all in on pre-tax. I think it was automatically set up. Years later, I learned that it was better to shift to a Roth. I'm 36 and make $105,000 a year. I contribute less, I think probably than the max is what Lindsay's talking about, because the daycare bill is a killer and I hope to do more in a few years. I contribute 2% to pre-tax, 8% to Roth. I hear a lot of people who are converting now. I'm curious if I should focus all of my contributions to Roth. Is there a balance of thought to aim for when I'm decades away from retiring? You know, Lindsay, you are decades away, which is actually a very important part of this. It makes the Roth so much more valuable. And at $105,000 a year, I I presume you're either partnered, married, or claiming head of household. At $105,000, your tax bracket is pretty low. I mean, your your top bracket is mm, 22%. And here's the issue, gang. When we're talking about knowing what your tax liability is, having that security, we're at tax bracket levels and tax brackets in general and rates that are lower than they have ever been. So I would much prefer to lock in that tax right now, let all of that money grow in the future, not even think about it. And then later in life, when you are ready to pull that money out, guess what? It's already been taxed. It's fantastic. This is from Kimberly who writes, I love the show. I always say that market's terrible. It's like a little self-promotion, but why not? Kimberly just turned 30 and wants a second opinion if she is doing all right. I thought I was in a good position, but Retirement calculators have scared me that I'm not saving enough. Okay, 
Let's see what Kimberly's got. She's single. She makes $100,000 a year. She owns a home, a $400,000 home, by the way, with a mortgage of $245,000 at 3%. She's got, oh, my goodness, she's 30 years old. She has $190,000 in her 401k and Roth IRA, $25,000 in HSA with 23 of it invested. I'm cash heavy as I will need a new car soon and doing an online MBA. So she's got 50 grand in CDs, another 50 grand in cash. She put 7% in her 401k with a 4% match, maxing her Roth IRA and her HSA. Is this enough? I don't know what calculators you're looking at, but this is amazing. You're doing a fantastic job. I think the only change that I would make is once you've gotten these the new car and the MBA done, what I might do is I might pop my 401k contribution up a little bit. I might go up to 10% if you can afford it, but I presume you can afford it because you have so much money in savings, but you're doing a great job 30 years old. Mark, can you imagine at 30 years old, she's in fantastic, fantastic shape. Okay. This is from Anonymous. And uh, Anonymous says, I hope you can take a look at our balance sheet and give us your thoughts. <laughs> This is great. This is amazing. Like this is an actual balance sheet, ladies and gentlemen. So they've got 10 grand in checking, 25 grand in a taxable and in a taxable brokerage account, but you know, they've got they're they're good. Okay. So anonymous is a police officer in New York State. 32 years old, 200 grand this person makes. They'll be able to retire at 48 years old. 25 years of service, and there's going to be a pension. Wife is also 32, works in her health services. So anonymous makes 200, wife makes 100. Listen to this money they've saved. I can't believe these young people. They're amazing. 32 years old, deferred comp, 100 grand. That's a 457. There's a 401k, 55 grand, and then an annuity fund. Wife's retirement, 105,000. They've got two kids. They've got some 529 accounts. They're putting some money in there. They've got a house that's worth $800,000 with a $440,000 mortgage at three and a quarter percent. House has skyrocketed in value. Don't plan on living here forever. May want to scale bigger, maybe build up bigger. You're supposed to downsize that as you get older. Monthly expenses, 7,500. They saved every single dollar and dime they made. They have uh, basically been able to essentially save all this money because when their salaries were lower, they lived on what they earned. And now that they're making more money, they save a ton. So if you're asking me, are you on the right track? Oh my gosh, are you ever? Things look fantastic in this scenario. I also imagine that when you have 25 years in of service and you're collecting that pension that you probably are going to do something else. Because uh, I imagine that, you know, being under the age of 50 and never working again is impossible to imagine, actually. So I think you're in great shape. You're saving like crazy. The 529s look, you know, you're starting off. It's good. You probably need a little bit more money in those accounts. Anonymous's grand says the grandparents are going to start gifting also. So uh, I don't think you should be doing anything different. You look remarkably healthy. The balance sheet looks great. And um, are you saving way too much for retirement? I would probably tilt a little bit more money towards the 529 accounts. So that's how I might shift it a little bit. But depending on whether or not you plan to work after that 
that pension kicks in, um, you probably are a little bit over saving in retirement, but you're doing great. So I hate, I hate to tell you to not save, but I think shifting it a little bit might make sense. Okay. Katie writes, I'm wondering if I can shift to part-time work in a year or so. I'm 55 years old and a full-time teacher. My husband is 54 years old and works for the state. Hmm. We both have pensions. I have such pension envy. My God. We both have pensions that will total at least $50,000 combined per year with cost of living adjustments. We will also get about $10,000 per year in pensions from our work in a previous state. And we're eligible for social security on top of that. So 60 grand plus social security. They're 55 and 54. Here's what they have. They've got Oh my goodness. They have an inheritance. So they have an inherited IRA, $775,000, 185 in traditional IRAs, 235,000 in Roths, $785,000 in a brokerage account, 420,000 in retirement accounts. Kids are in college. They've got enough in their, in their 529s to cover the remaining years and two out of three of the younger child's remaining years. We own our home outright. We spend $8,000 a month. I mean, do I need to say more? You're fine. The question really is, if my husband plans to keep working full-time until 60, can I downshift to part-time in about a year? Yeah, go crazy. Go crazy. I feel comfortable with this, Katie. I feel like you have only upside for yourself. So yeah, you can slow down and uh, you can just, you you know what gang, when you give me these numbers, like uh, I'm making 60,000 in pension money, I got a couple million dollars that sucked away. You're in great shape. And maybe even when you start receiving those pensions, you can start converting some of your money into Roth. Not all of it, some of it, because your tax bracket will go down. So um, that's amazing. Congratulations and good luck. So give us a holler if you need more than that. And if any of you have questions, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and we would be delighted to read your email on the air. Of course, if you'd like to join us live, we like that better. And believe me, it's a better experience for everybody. I read the emails because I feel like it's unfair to shy people, but it's so much more fun when we have you guys on the air. It really is. Um, So just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you want to come on the air. Check out all of our content that lives there. Free weekly newsletter. You can buy my book, The Great Money Reset. Oh, Mark, I forgot to tell you, I saw it in the um, airport, which is always very thrilling to me. Um, so it was in the airport and that was great. Um, you guys don't have to wait to go travel. You can just buy it wherever you buy books and it's in paperback. So check it out. The great money reset based on all of our conversations with you guys. And so I really appreciate it if you check that out. Okay. It's Friday. Let's do some business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman, Mark Tillier. who is the best executive producer in the entire world and the king of all things whip. We are distributed by Odyssey. And by the way, you can subscribe to Jill on Money on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. And of course, put your hands on someone's back, either physically, metaphorically, whatever works for you. It's so important. And just be there for people. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 